Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. I am fat. Not a little overweight. Definitely not carrying just a little bit of holiday weight. I am overweight and I can admit that. And I'm sure that just made a bunch of people feel super uncomfortable when I said that. Oh, Carlin, don't be self-deprecating. Oh, no, that's not good. That's not good. And it's like, it's fine. It's good. It's the reality. I'm the heaviest weight I've ever been in my entire life. Although, ironically, I used to think I was fat growing up. And I wasn't. I was an athlete. I was a dancer. I was always athletic. But, I mean, I was a size 7 in high school. And I thought I was fat. And, uh, well, some of that's thanks to a very critical mom who always thought I could lose a few more pounds. And, unfortunately, that image dysphoria kind of sticks with you most of your life. But then, ironically, as you get older and older, you realize, why am I letting myself go? Why am I not in shape like I used to be? Why am I not active like I used to be? And it's not because I don't enjoy, you know, being active, getting out. I love to dance. I love to walk around. When I travel, um, don't like to exercise. I'll be the first to admit that. Like for me, going to a gym is just ugh, horrible. Um, and But, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a coach as well and talking about like why don't we put ourselves first? Like when I think about my life and I think about my life's mantra and vision and what I want to do with myself, it's like I really want to add value to others. I want to serve others. I want to make a difference. I want to help people accomplish their goals I want to help them see what's all possible for them I want them to see the spark in themselves that they don't see you know I want to help them see that and I I get so much pleasure from watching people grow and develop and find their passions and live out their dreams but then meanwhile what I realize I've been doing is not taking care of myself and I don't mean mentally I mean I do I am an avid reader I love to watch YouTube videos to learn things, and I love, you know, obviously social media, if anybody knows me well. Um, Love to engage, love to try new things, but physically, it's amazing how, you know, I'm in my mid-40s now, so, oh my gosh, when it starts to catch up to you, you lose energy, and you get tired more easily, and then you realize that the passions and the things that you want to do are getting harder and harder to do because you're not taking care of you. And so when he and I were talking earlier this week, it just was this like epiphany that ironically I hadn't thought about before. And it's like, where does that come from? Why do I not think myself worth just just as much of the time that I pour into others, into me? Because, you know, when I think about other people, and and I love... That there's no two of us, right? Everyone's unique. Everybody's individually gifted. Everybody has their purpose in life. Everybody has their, their things they're driving, as do I. And why wouldn't I treat myself the same way that I do others? Why do I, I serve them first and not myself? 
And, you know, we've all heard the cliches and analogies, you know, put on your own oxygen mask first, then help other people with theirs. And, you know, when I think about, you know, my love of coffee and coffee culture, it's like you can't pour from an empty carafe, right? You can't serve others coffee if there's nothing in the pot. And, but again, it's so easy to go, yeah, so go exercise, go eat well, go do all of that. But it's more than that. It's beyond that. It's a mindset that I've realized that I have to change and I have to figure out where that comes from. So without getting too shrinky um, on everybody, and I have gone to counseling and I highly recommend it for people. And I've gone a few times throughout my adult life to deal with different things. But I started realizing these moments in my childhood, these moments growing up, when I just didn't feel worthy. I felt like I was always fighting for worth. And when I found a worth, the worth was in achievements. The worth was in, look what you've done to for this person, or look what you've done, you know, you got this trophy or this certificate or this, this, this. And I became this achievement-driven person because then I got applause, you know, then I got the pats on the back from a critical parent because um, it was very open and it was very out there and, and people could see like, oh man, look what, look what that person did. But meanwhile, it's like when you're just trying to drive, drive, drive to an accolade or just driving to feel worthy for who you are, that got totally lost. Like I never felt worthy for who I am felt worthy for what I accomplished and what I did and that's not right like we are enough like who we are and who we were born to be is enough and how many of us forget that and lose that in what our parents may tell us and again I'm not bagging on all parents I know everyone's situation is different or society tells us or teachers tell us you know if teachers tell you at a young age that you're dumb or you're stupid and it's because you really actually have a learning disability or something else going on that sticks with you that sticks with you forever or if you have a critical parent like in my case that sticks with you too and then if you find the way that like the person would you know appreciate you then wow unless you consciously say hold on I'm enough despite all of those things then the rest of your life, you are not going to put you as a, as a human first and your needs first. You're always going to put the accolades first, the achievements first, the needs of other people first. And so I just felt compelled, you know, to talk about this with you all because, you know, as leaders, the hardest person to lead is yourself. And you can't lead others if you're not leading yourself well. And I I have a feeling most all of us fall short in this way and probably just in different ways. But I just wanted to take time just to compel everyone that's listening to really just dive deep and to really look at at you and how you're taking care of you and if you're not, the why behind that. I mean, I think about... You know, I know what I need to do to lose weight. I know I need to get more discipline and exercise. I know I need to eat better. I know, I know, I know, right? But it's so much easier just to sit on the couch and watch the Love Boat reruns on CBS All Access, which I love, and to escape. And so, again, talking to my coach friend and I, we were, he was coaching me. I was like, but it's not a, and, you know, it's not an if or and. It's not saying you can't do 
those kind of fun, chill things where you can get cozy and you can watch an episode of Love Boat here or there, or you can do something else that seems a little bit more avoidant. The problem with that is if that's all it is and you're completely avoiding everything else, then that's where you need to start looking at your, your schedule. You need to start making your life a priority and the things, the wellness of yourself a priority. But again, even before you can do that, that's where I'm trying to wire back into my thinking is that, no, I'm worth it. I'm worth making whatever it is I need to do a priority to get better, to lose weight, to feel great. And it's, again, not a vain thing. It really is about having the energy in order to pursue pursue my dreams. So this isn't about talking about like, oh, try Weight Watchers or try all these different programs. For me, what I'm trying to really convey to you all today, it's about the wiring in our brains and what are the negative perceptions that we have of ourselves? What's the negative self-talk telling us as to why we aren't allowing ourselves to have those moments of self-care? I was talking to another colleague this week who was saying, I feel bad when I make time for myself. I feel bad when I just want to take like an hour and ignore my kids and read a book. And it's just like, where is this coming from? Why are we so like programmed that we've got to run ourselves into the ground and then we're successful? And I think some of that is society. It's, I think it's work cultures too. It's like, go, go, go and chief, chief, chief and drive, drive, drive. And meanwhile, we're all running out of gas and we're not taking a pause to go, hold on. We need to rejuvenate. We need to to take a step back, we need to um, have a day off or, you know, mental care, health care, whatever that looks like for you. You know, John Gabriel is great. If no one's heard of him, he has, I think, a book out. Well, he definitely has a book out and some YouTube videos. And I did start listening to him not too long ago because he lost like 100, 200 pounds, something incredible, without any diet, without any program, without anything. It was literally just changing his brain and the way he thinks and his relationship with food and his relationship to exercise. And he had to do a lot of deep work on convincing himself, if you will, and retraining his brain to see himself as worthy. And when you start to see yourself as worthy of and um, you then you'll start to want to put healthy things in your body because you'll see that as fuel for your body that's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel stronger. And you'll want to do things that are going to strengthen your body or um, take excess weight off and take your blood pressure down and, you know, enhance all your, you know, numbers and cholesterol and whatever else. It's fascinating, though, because I never thought of it that way. And I was always getting hung up on the, oh, I've got to have a daily routine of, oh crap, I hate mornings. I got to wake up earlier and take a walk or I got to do this or I got to do that. And it's like, actually, before I can even start any of that, I got to get to the root cause of why I'm not doing that and retrain myself to not be so discouraged. Like, oh, it's an uphill battle. You know what? I'm never going to get thinner again. My metazolam's done. I'm 44. It's, it's this defeating self-defeating prophecy that we're doing to ourselves But again, you know, even going back to the simple things, like maybe weight's not your problem. Maybe it's just taking that, you know, you have anxiety or, you know, just people struggle with depression. Like whatever the thing is that maybe you struggle with or even just stress, good old-fashioned stress of all of us feeling like we have to go, 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 go a thousand times a minute. And 
if we're not, that means, oh gosh, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and then having guilt for that. You know, I believe that, you know, God created the seventh day for a reason and it was not about to argue if it's Sunday Sabbath or this Sabbath. It's not even about any of that or whatever religion you, you know, um, follow. It's, it's more about the fact that a day of rest is necessary and we need rest in our lives. But I think rest can come in many forms for many people. Sometimes it's okay to, you know, do the art of doing nothing. It's a good thing. And I think also for some of us, something like rest could mean reading a book. It could mean watching TV. It could mean all these different things. But then giving yourself that power to do that and recognizing that's what I need to recharge and fill up my carafe again, then do it. And, you know, for me with the weight thing, it's like, yeah, this is going to keep taking a toll. And I love to travel. And I will be the first to walk 23,000 steps, you know, a day when I'm traveling and doing interesting, cool things. But every single day matters. And I need to make, not need, see, and even then I'm choosing the wrong words. It's like, I want to feel this way. I want to have more energy. I want to not feel so tired. I want to live and not have a lot of health problems. It's all finding those wants and then recognizing, wait, I'm worth that time in order to do that. I'm worth that, those moments throughout the day in order to do that. I hope this is really resonating with anybody out there. Um, Because I do think this is something that sometimes you might need to go and talk to somebody about, get support from, get help with, you know, pull at those threads, figure that out. Why am I not good enough to go do this? Or maybe your worthiness is I'm not worth trying to go find, you know, chase my dreams because I'm just not good enough or I'm just not capable enough or, you know, I'm too busy. I got to help others. I got to, I have kids. I have, you know, people to take care of, parents to take care of, whatever your situation is. But again, there's no one like you. You are worth it. And you've got to serve yourself first so you can pour for others. I do have a few sips in all this. First sip is you are worthy. And there's no one like you. You didn't come off an assembly line. You're unique. You're one of a kind. We all are. So what do we usually do with one of a kind things? Well, we value them. We take care of them. We treat them as priceless. Sometimes we put them in a fancy display case we put a spotlight on them we are like oh they're collectibles so why don't we do that with ourselves second tip always serve yourself first always you don't expect a car to carry passengers without oil without some good tires without a clean windshield to see out of so don't avoid self-care when the check engine light comes on what happens if you ignore it in a car Right, we gotta make sure that we're constantly giving our car fuel, giving ourselves fuel, checking it, making sure we have good tires, so we can go the distance, so we can keep on keeping on, chasing our dreams, helping others, doing all those things. It's okay. And you know, I mentioned before, so like a last tip: get support, whatever that looks like for you. Figure out what deep-rooted things might be going on with you. Figure out the why behind why you don't put yourself first or why you don't make time for you or why you don't do the things that would be healthy and well, you know, healthy and well 
for you. And then it might be going and getting professional help or, and I would, or, and, or surrounding yourself with a tribe of people who are going to cheer you on every step of the way, who are going to encourage you, who are going to also help hold you accountable. I mean, I have a friend in California and she's been amazing. Um, she Facebook messages me and she checks in with me every day and, and I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not always doing it the time, but it's like, hey, wear your Apple Watch, you know, try to get those steps up. Just wearing it and, and just starting to kind of, you know, make those conscious efforts to add some movement in your life is something. And she never gets on me when I don't make it, make it that day to my 10,000 or even 5,000 or whatever. She's like, that's okay, keep going, because I know you got this. I know you believe in this. And I have another friend who... We both have the big gallon water bottles and we're texting each other every day. How's the water? How's the water? Where are you at on the line? Are you down to 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m.? You know, as we try to try to finish them off together and we're trying to encourage each other. I need that. I need that kind of accountability. Just like I'm a coach for others and a mentor for others, I need that for me too. Every, every coach needs a coach. You know, every mentor needs a mentor. And um, again, you know, what does this all have to do with leadership? Well, everything. Because you can't effectively lead others without leading yourself first. And so look at that. Take those moments and those days. Make some time for you. And then truly you will have a full carafe to pour from all the time, every day. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.